What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Well, good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good to see you guys back. A lot of you we haven't seen in a while. It's good to see you once again back in the house. So, uh, And those of you that are here and regularly here, we thank you so much for joining with us. If you're tuning with us online this evening, we want to thank you so much for joining with us online. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church right here in Jackson, Missouri. We are so glad that you joined with us the evening, this evening. And what we want to do is invite you in person to come down and join us at 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri, is our current address. So I don't know how long we'll be here, but we're here right now. So get on down here, bring your family. We would love to pray about whatever you got going on in your life with your family, because that's what it's all about. Amen? This is why I love Wednesday nights, because we get time to just pray. Some nights it may go an hour and a half, two hours. Some nights it may just be five minutes. It's whatever the Spirit is doing that night and whatever needs you may have going on. We do have a special, well, he's actually one of us here in the house. Uh, Prophet Devin Fountain is in the house with us this evening. He's going to be sharing his testimony in a word, whatever word God has given him. Because here's what happened. If you're tuning online, if you're here, God spoke to me at the beginning of this year. And he said, this year we're going to begin the year with testimonies. So if you haven't noticed, the last couple of weeks, we've had testimonies being shared in the house. Because here, look at your neighbor. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Amen. So if God says we're going to share testimonies, there's a reason for it. And I believe he's going to use these testimonies to bless those of you out there. Maybe some of you here in this house. And just welcome, if you would, Prophet Devin Fountain. Come on down there, Prophet. Praise God. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all sound like it. That was being sarcastic. How y'all doing tonight? Great. Okay, that sound a little better there. That sound a little better. I like I like live. I like it live. I like it live. Um, I'm going to sing a song if I can. First, give it out to God who is the head of my life. Um, I stand before you a changed man and a changing man. Um, deliverance is a process and it never stops until we are totally redeemed in body, spirit, and soul at the, at, at the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. It never stops. It never stops. I was, uh, in a war this week on what really God wanted me to do. And me and Pastor Tripp, we were talking on the way back to the boarding home last week and, um, God began to drop some in my spirit no passage I went to really stood out to me. You know, I then last night, yesterday, God began to drop something in my spirit about a character in the Bible. And then I decided not to go with it because I didn't feel the, the release to go with it until tonight. So 
I have no notes. <laughs> I have, um, I only have an introduction that I've pre-written that the Lord blessed me to, that he dropped down and downloaded from the heavens. So you all pray for me as I attempt to, no, I'm not going to attempt. I'm, as I move out of the way and allow God to speak. I'm turning your Bibles to Revelations 12 and 11, starting at the 11th verse. The Bible talks about our testimony. Um, can you imagine if David had never told his testimony? One of the most profound scriptures in the book of Psalms, Psalms 51, where David began to, talk, where David began to write to God because he had slept with Bathsheba and killed Uriah. We all know the story, amen? And um, he had made, he, he said, I committed a great sin. And he, he had made a, a very uh, big mistake, you know, because he sacrificed one of his most loyal, one of his most loyal soldiers to cover up his mess. And sometimes we, I don't know if it, maybe, maybe it's just me. I've made mistakes and sacrificed some relationships that were really meant to last a lifetime. But because of my actions, um, that led to their demise. Um, but what I hope, I hope what I have for you all tonight, really what the Lord has blessed, what the Lord has dropped in my spirit, really blesses you all tonight. Greetings to all those who are online. Um, this time next week, God bless you. My name is Pastor Tristan. My name is Devin Fountain. I don't know about the prophet thing just yet, but hey, <laughs> if Pastor Tristan see it, then, then that's what it is, I guess. But um, in all in all, I do, I I ask God to keep me humble. And the Bible says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he should exalt you in due time. So I try my best to remind myself to stay humble and to humble myself before God. They're so, they're so needed, especially in the, in, in the five-fold ministry. We got, Lord have mercy, we have people who are not exemplifying um, Christ-like virtue, Christ-like character, like, like it needs to be exemplified. It has, especially the prophetic ministry. Um, and tonight I come against witchcraft, I come against divination, and anything that is contrary to the light. Amen? Anybody else agreeing with me on that? Yes. So let's go to Revelation 12 and 11. I don't want to take up a lot of time. Uh. Start at the. I'm going to be reading at the um, at the NIV, the New International Version. So it's going to read a little different. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. In this passage, the Bible the Bible is is describing what happened. Um, if you if you go back and read. Um, in the beginning of the chapter 12, it talks about the woman, the woman being um, the body of Christ and rep also representing Israel. How she was, um, she was, she was sought after, she was chased by the enemy. 
because she was due to give birth. There are many people. There are many people who have who have had the spiritual ability to give birth, but because of the attack of the enemy. Some of us have aborted our ministry. Some of us have aborted our purpose. And I just want to tell somebody who was listening, you are never too late to get back in, in communion with God. You are never too. I'm a living example. And I'm, I'm going to be telling you my testimony as, 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 as the night goes forward. But I'm a living example that you are never too late. I don't, I don't care what it is you have done, what, what it is, how, many, how many times you have messed up, because I messed up a whole bunch of times, you know. People say he's a God of another chance, but God's a God of a million chances. Amen. Chance of the chance of the chance. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be here. I'm so grateful because the old folks in my, in, in my day used to say he didn't have to do it, but he did. And I'm so grateful that he did. Um. In the 12th chapter, talks about the accuser of the brethren, Satan being the accuser of the brethren, how he has been cast down from the heaven, from heaven, um, due to losing the war in heaven after he rebelled against God, after, after he tried to take over God's throne and exalt himself where God was at. He, he was kicked out of heaven. And at this time, he's been cast down to earth to make war with the saints. Uh how many of you all been in a war? A personal war? A war. A war. Well, that's good. It's, it's a good thing you are at war. Because war increases your faith. War, not, war increases your patience. Anytime you begin to ask God for the fruits of the Spirit, know that he's going to send a test. He's going to allow a test to come towards you to give you an opportunity to exercise that particular part of the fruit of the Spirit. So keep asking God for patience. Keep asking God for... God, my, I was talking to a relative of mine. He said, man, I don't want any more patience. He said, man, you better get it. You better get it because the way... The, way, the, the area we are heading in in these last days... Um, and I'm going to say something. Um, as... As someone being called to the prophetic office, I understand that that this may be uh, uh, not agreeable with some, but I'm going to say it anyway because God is telling me to say it. Calamity is needed in this day and time. If we didn't have calamity, most of us wouldn't seek God. Calamity is oftentimes a sign that you are in direct path of your miracle. There's some people in here, you are in direct path of your miracle. And you cannot afford to back down due to situations that you don't deem are necessary or you, or you feel like um, are, 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 you are not able to pass the test or insurmountable for you to handle. Um, let's uh, let's go over the reason why we tell our testimony. Bible talks how we over overcome. I want to tell you, um, the accuser of the brethren accuses us day and night. That's what the Bible talks about. How he accused us day and night before God. The enemy seeks to. The reason why he accuses you, and and the 
aftershocks or the after effects of him accusing you is to provoke you to guilt, shame, and condemnation. That's, that's, those, those are part of his weapons when it comes to those of us who are overcoming. <clears throat> so, and he knows if he can get you uh, uh, confounded about what you did last night, about what you did yesterday, about what you did 10 years ago, things that you've already repented for, then he knows he can keep you going over the same cycle over and over again. Um, let's go. But the reason why we tell our testimony is because someone needs to hear it. Now, not only is it for you to overcome guilt, shame, and condemnation, and, 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 and it brings healing into your soul every time you tell your testimony. I, that, that, when God first began to tell me to tell my testimony, I was in prison. And, um, you know, <laughs> I had a sex charge. Um, I won't go into detail, but um, at this time, but it, it was one of the probably, if not the most lowest degrading thing you could ever do to another human being. It was that. To, to most people in, in most people's eyes and um, to an innocent human being. And so God had to really get a hold of me. I was, um, before I went to prison, let me back up. Before I went to prison, about the age of 16, God began to use me in the prophetic. And I didn't understand. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Y'all pray for me because I, I'm, I'm used to walking. So if you see me, you know, going back and forth like this because I, I'm a pacer. So y'all so y'all bear with me. All right. Um, but I was 16. God began to use me in a prophetic. I was brought up in the church of God in Christ. And anybody know the church of God in Christ? Um, it is it is a very solid found. It gave me a very solid foundation that gave me something to build on. I thank God for the church of God in Christ. Um, but, um, there, there, there were things that, um, certain things that we were taught that, um, some church people couldn't handle. So they, they didn't know how to, didn't know how to help me. Um, I was very angry growing up. I was getting suspended all of the time. Even when God began to use me in the prophetic, um, I didn't, even though I didn't understand it, I knew it was God and it was exciting to finally begin to be used by God my whole life. I had played church, you know, because I was brought up in church and I was taught that if you wasn't say, you better act like you say. <laughs> so, you know, so I did. So I acted like, and I was real good at it. My, um, my pastor's wife, my godmother, she made a statement one time. She said that Devin's life revolves around a stage because I could act. I promise you, I could, I, I could, I could act like I was crying and I, I was a good actor, you know. And I won't whoa. And I won't get into detail too much detail about that. But know that I come, I have a troubled past, even though I was brought up in church. I never went to the club, never gotten drunk, never gotten, you know, never went high, never gotten high. I tried the alcohol thing and the drug thing, and it just wasn't for me, especially the alcohol thing. It just was not for me. I don't see I don't see how how people can do it. Because it's nasty. It is. It is nasty. Like, man, why would you want to drink something like that? But to hey, you know, each is on, and you can't be delivered from alcoholism. 
God, God is not, God is not shorthanded. He, he isn't limited to, to certain circumstances. No one is above God's redemption plan. Amen. Um, but put this away. Put this away. I just, I'm just going to talk. How about that? I done read the scripture, so we just going to talk. Amen. Y'all mind if we have a conversation? Y'all mind? So, I was 17. Um, we moved from Arkansas to back to Missouri. I'm originally from Missouri. I'm a boot hill. Amen. And uh, um, God really began to use me in the prophetic. And due to being molested over and over again, due to uh, just generational curses that, that, I had no control over. There are some things that are going to happen in your life that you have no control over. And it wasn't because God hates you, but it because he chose you. Just like he chose Samuel's struggle, excuse me, Samson's struggle, he chooses our struggle. He chose Delilah as an opportunity to bring, uh, uh, to wreak havoc and to bring justice to the Philistines, but he also chose the Lala to 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 strengthen to strengthen and to teach Samson a lesson. Listen, we we have to understand. I heard the preacher say this one time: God not only chooses you, He chooses your struggle. So if He chose my struggle before time began, then that evidently means that I'm predestined to come out because He said, "Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee and I ordained thee." That means it's sealed, signed, and delivered. There's nothing the enemy can do to stop me. There's nothing the enemy can do to block me or hinder me. The Bible says you ran well, but who hinders you? If you are being hindered, it's because you are allowing the enemy to hinder you. Amen. Amen? So don't allow the enemy to hinder you. I don't care what it is you've gone through, what it is you're dealing with. Don't allow the and the enemy will send distractions. He will send all type of things, you know. And he he knows our weaknesses. For me, for me, and I'm a, I'm I'm going to be, um. For 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 me, my 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 temptation was sexual immorality, because because I had I grew up in it, and I grew up as a child thinking that's the way you talk, you told people that you loved them. So when I found out that it wasn't loved, I was devastated. But I had gotten used to 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 that type of to to what I thought was love. I had gotten used to that. So as a result, I did what was what was done to me. I began to do what was done to me. It led me to prison for 13 years. While I was in prison, I turned my back on God. I was so I was so devastated and so confused. Uh, it was the loneliest feeling I've ever had in my life because I've never been away from my family. I've always been a family person, but that was the most devastating 13 years I ever lived in my life. And it was the most blessed because I got to know God. If you want to get to know God, get by yourself. When, listen, listen, he, he, he told Abraham, he told Abraham, he said, listen, Get away from your family. Sometimes God can't bless us until we get away from people that are influencing us. So he, so he told Abraham to get away from your family. Sometimes God allows things to happen in our life that he, that he removes people out of our life. Sometimes we fight against God when we remove people from our life. Amen. Anybody ever fought against God? 
<laughs> and so we have to, we have, sometimes we, we learn from our experience. I think the Bible says um, experience worketh hope, if I'm not mistaken. Over there, in, I think it's James, I believe, talks about how experience, I believe it says experience worketh hope, but please don't, please don't quote me on that. I ain't no Bible scholar. But I, I believe it talks about how experience worketh hope. And and hope maketh not a shame. I think that's a, that's the scripture I'm looking for. I mean, that's the scripture I'm looking for. Okay, Pastor Chris, you don't know either. <laughs> well, per, okay, person, and it talks about experience too, right? Yes. Okay, I, I, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> but sometimes experience is the best, and we may not understand why God is allowing me. I didn't understand why God, I didn't understand from ages 17 to 24. I didn't understand how God, this was the most confusing thing to me. I didn't understand how God could use me so profoundly in the prophetic, in, in the prophetic period, how God could use me like that. And yet I still battle with temptation. Yet I still have thoughts. These thoughts I thought were mine. Why am I having these thoughts? Why come I can't stop thinking these things that I know that are wrong? That I know that are wrong. You'd be surprised at things that I've gone through. Think, think, some, things that, some things I can't even tell right now. But just, just know that it was a life of sexual immorality and church. That's I mean because that's all I knew was church, but secretively, I was going through. I tried to kill myself at the age of thirteen years old, and because I didn't, un- and this is right before I found out that what I was what I was being sexually abused. Right before I found out that it was wrong, I tried to kill myself between I want to say between the twelve and ages thirteen and twelve and thirteen, but I believe it was less. I believe I was a little. I probably was about ten or eleven. Because at the age of 12 and 13 is when, when my mom found out that this person had been doing this to me. And um, after that, it led me down a spiral. By that time, I, I had accepted the lie that I was gay or a bisexual, whatever you want to call it. I was attracted to men and to women, but predominantly men because I had never hadn't too much been involved with a woman. I was molested by a woman also. And um, after that... Um, it it led me led me down a spiral. I, I I began to like I said I began to do what was done to me. It led me to prison. After I went to prison, I began to live a life of homosexuality and transgenderism. Um. At that time in my life, I figured since I told I let the enemy lie to me and tell me since this is I wanted this this whole time. I might as well go ahead and do it since I'm surrounded by it. And I was absolutely shocked at the outspokenness of homosexuality in prison. I'm telling you, if there's something going on in your life that can possibly lead you to prison, stop. Ask, ask go for help. Ask God, because you do not want to go to prison. Prison is no place for anyone. It is no place for anyone. Um, but while I was in prison, um, I began to live a life of, of promiscuity. My state of, I managed to stay away from drugs and alcohol, but my life was filled with promiscuity. And um, t- thanks be to God, I'm, 
I'm disease free, never had disease in my life. God kept me. And he told me, and, and listen, here's the thing. God will speak to you in the midst of your sin and protect you. I'm a living witness because he told me, he said, you, even in the midst of me living a homosexual and transgender life, he told me, he said, you'll never catch AIDS. He told me that you'll never catch AIDS or HIV. He told me that, and it absolutely shocked me, and I continued to do what I was doing because I felt like, you know, that's what I wanted to do. At the time, that's what I felt like I wanted to do. But I quickly learned that that's what it was. He told, he told me something. When I was when I was in the county jail, he told me he said, "You say you want to be a homosexual. I'm going to take. I'm going to allow you to go to a place where that's all that's going on. That's all you're going to see. And in the end, you're going to see that that ain't what you really want. I'm telling you, I'm a living witness. Homosexuality, transgenderism is not for anyone. God did not make us like that." He did not create us to be like that. He created you to be whole and have a sound mind. It is a lunatic spirit. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't stress that enough. It is a mental disease to think you are opposite of what you are created and what you exemplify physically. It is a, a mental Spiritual mental disease. It 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 pollutes the mind. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to pollute the mind of our young people, to pollute the mind of children. And that's why they got it going on in schools. Because because if I can get them while they're young, train up a child in the way that he should go. Come on, you know the scripture. And when they are old, they deny the just like just like God know and wrote the scripture, the enemy knows the scripture too. And just like God has a purpose for each and every one of us, Satan has a purpose for every one of us, too. And it is the direct opposite of what God has for us. It is the direct. So he will never, ever stop. Please don't think just because you come on this side of faith that your temptations, that your trials, your tribulations stop. Some of that will automatically stop. So Lisa has a powerful testimony. And she told it. She told it a couple weeks ago how her for, for, for me, it was a process. Some people get delivered and they have no more temptation. For me, it was a process. It is a process. Amen. Hello. It's, it's, it's a process for me. But I thank God that he is keeping me and he has kept me. It has been two and a half, two years and five months since I walked away from from totally from homosexuality and transgenderism. Two years and five months. And and I'm so I'm so thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm so it's to all praises to God. All praise is due to God. There's nothing that I'm doing. I thank God that he gave me a mind to come back to him. There were so many. I, I attempted to come back to God several times. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story of what I, some of the things I went to while I was in prison. I was, I was involved with this man, and he was known as one of the biggest. Um, he was known to be a part of one of the, the biggest and most dangerous gang prison gang in the state of Missouri. And while I was with him, um, initially I didn't know that he was involved with this game. When I found out, I, uh, you know, I wanted to be sure like, look, when I got with you, I'm with you, you know, and I ain't got to be worried about this and worry about that. Cause I, there were so many things they used to do to, to people 
who people who who lived my life. And so um I got back in church, long story short. Got back in church. Now he had just sent several hundred dollars to my books. And here God comes. I went to church one night and um on a Saturday night. And while I was there, the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. And I kept hearing, come back to me. And I'm like, man, I can't come back to God. I just took several hundred dollars from this man, a couple hundred dollars from this man. This man going to mess around and kill. I was, this man was known to be a person that was very dangerous. Um, I can't express that. Now, he was very dangerous. And um, he was a... Well, I won't say that either, but um, he, he was he was a Muslim, and um, so his life was totally different. But his his cousin, excuse me, his aunt was an evangelist, so he had, so he had background with the word of God. He was familiar with the word, but he was brought up a Muslim, and so while I'm with this guy, I I decide to I obey God, come back to God, and. I told God I'm working, I'd come back to him on one condition. He made the debt because I knew once I came to Christ, I was going to owe this man some money. And I didn't know how much because sometimes in, in, in prison, you know, it's always interest. And a couple hundred dollars in prison is a couple hundred dollars out here is like two thousand in prison. You know, I've known people to get their head cut off for us for thirty dollars for, for a 30 cent soup. And it wasn't about the soup. It was just about the principle that you took my soup from me. I think you took my soup from me. So I'm going to cut your head off. These, these are real stone cold killers. And it doesn't, ha it doesn't happen a lot in Missouri, but it happens every now and then. So I was, I was very afraid for my life, but I knew I trusted God. So I wrote, wrote him a letter. We were in two different houses. I wrote him a letter. Like, look, man, I gave my life back to God. I hope uh, you understand and, um, you know, basically Sirenado, you know. <laughs> so I told him, I said, uh, if you want your money back, then I understand. Just let me know what I need to do, and um, I'll do it. So at the time I give him the letter, now pay attention to this. At the time I give him the letter, I walk to the library to talk to the inmate pastor um, that worked, in the, that worked in, the, in the chaplain's office. While I'm in the chaplain's office next door getting prayed for, my ex-boyfriend began to walk down to where I'm at with a knife in his pocket. All of a sudden, while, while we are praying, the Holy Spirit took over my tongue and I began to speak in tongue. And the Holy Spirit impressed upon me. He said, you are in warfare now. Pray and pray hard. He said, this person is on his way to, kiss, to stab you now. He is on his way to stab you now. Pray. And uh, while I'm praying, um, he just so happened to be standing outside of the building, looking, looking into where I'm at. And so... Um, the Holy Spirit said he's out there now. I didn't see him, but I knew he was there. I knew he was there because the Holy Spirit told me he was there. And that's something when you have a prophetic gift, you see things before they happen. You see things while they're happening. 
Um, there are certain things you will see that you can't tell anybody. There are certain things you will see that you don't understand. And at that time, I did not totally understand what was going on, but I knew I and I knew, I, but I knew God's voice when I heard it. And so I knew at that time I needed to be praying. It just so happened that He turned back around. He turned back around, and so I get to my housing unit, and he says, "Uh, I guess I needed to see that dinner." And I said, yeah. And he said, man, look, don't worry about nothing. You free to go. You owe me nothing. And uh, that was one of the times that I knew it was God and God wanted me, really, that God really loved me. I thought, I thought I'd never preach again. I was a preacher before I went to prison. So I thought I'd never preach again. I thought I'd never let alone sing again. And that was so devastating to me because I'm, I'm, I'm a singer. I'm a praise and worshiper. I love to praise and worship God. And so that was so devastating to me that I would never preach or sing again. So um, fast forward, 2018. I'll skip over some things because it's time going. But 2018, I give my life back to Christ and because um, I went back after I got out the relationship with the guy. I went back to homosexuality, even though God had delivered me and set me free. I went back several times. I went back, and um, the last time I went, the the last time I came to Christ, it was for good. 2018, um, wasn't anything dramatic. It was just a decision I made because I knew I couldn't. I knew I couldn't live out here how I was in prison. Because I knew I would end up dead on a corner somewhere, drugged out, you know, just messed up. And so I always pursued God in my heart. My heart, um, I, I was double-minded. I was double-hearted. I had, I had double soul. I had a double soul issue going on. And so when God began to work on my double-mindedness, um, it, 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 it was a process that I went through. Um, I nearly lost my mind while I was in prison between, between the, between 2015 and 2017. But in 2018, I rededicated my life back to God and have been running blindly ever since. Um, like I said, every day is a process. Um, so I want to tell somebody who, who may be listening, listen, your life is not over with. And you may feel that you have no choice, that you were born this way. And no, you heard the statement, you need to be born again. You can be born again. What you need is an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. No man, no woman, no sex can, can change that. That void will never be filled unless you come to Jesus Christ. No one can fill that. No thing, nothing on this earth, nothing otherworldly can fill that void. Only Christ can. You need Christ in your life. That's the only thing that can save you. That's the only thing that can change you. Only thing that can make you better. Only thing that can make you accept you for who you are. Because you were created in the image of God. Your life, your life doesn't belong to you. You have, listen, you have no say so whether or not you serve God. You have no say so. You were created for that. You have a choice. You have a choice. You have, you have a choice, but at the end of the day, 
You were created to trust. You were created to live for God. That's why I say you have you have no you have you have no say so. Because you were created to live for God. God loves you no matter what you do. No matter how many mistakes you make. And this and sometimes when you come back to God, it's a process. You may fall. Oh, you may slip every night. You may slip sometimes. But know that God and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will be there 24-7, seven days a week, rooting you on, comforting you, encouraging you, equipping you to fulfill the task that God has set before you. Deliverance is an option. It's an option. It's an option. You have a choice. Amen. So that's my testimony. That's my testimony. That's part of it anyway.